Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer your questions about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today we're looking into something we all know to be true. Arizona has the best sunsets. We've all seen a glowing sky that makes us pull over just so we can look at it in awe. What exactly makes the sunsets in the valley so beautiful? Katie O'Connell, the head of podcasts for azcentral.com, went on an adventure to find out. I moved here about a year and a half ago from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you detect a bit of an accent, especially in how I pronounce the letter A in the word accent, that's why. The Arizona Republic's office in downtown Phoenix is located in the ninth floor, and it is covered in windows. The views are amazing. You can see from Camelback Mountain to South Mountain and beyond. But on some days, there's this really ugly brown haze that hangs over the valley. I remember one day in particular, I was admiring the sunset when my coworker Josh came up to me and warned me that maybe I wouldn't want to fully appreciate it. Josh said that the ugly brown haze of pollution that hangs over the valley is what causes the sunsets to be so beautiful. Now, to be fair, he's not the only person who's told me that. I've heard it a few times since I moved to Phoenix, and I wanted to find out if it was true. First step in finding out if it was true was to get up close and personal with the best sunset views possible. All right, and who do I've got on the trail with me right now? My name is Jenny and this is Socks. Hi, Socks. My name is Kenzie and then this here is Big Black. Kenzie Smalls is the barn boss at Ponderosa Stables. Nestled at the foot of South Mountain, the ranch has 96 horses available for rides on the mountain's trails. This includes rides during some of the most beautiful sunset hours. And what's your, what's your favorite part? Favorite part, definitely being around like the horses and the scenery, because like no, no day is ever the same. It's always different. Kenzie moved to Phoenix from Washington State almost four years ago, and she's worked at Ponderosa Stables ever since. And what about the sunsets? What make, what do you think makes them so beautiful? They're never, never alike. I have probably a hundred pictures around the same time of day of the sunset and no two are ever. Sometimes you'll have different cloud formations. Sometimes you'll have, it, the sky is completely pink. Sometimes it's like pink and yellow and red. Sometimes it's orange with like red cloud. Like it's never, it's never the same. Some days it's like beautiful and clear. Like I just like, cause it's never, I'm never seeing the same thing over and over. It's never like, oh yeah, it's the sunset. It's like, oh no. Sometimes the mountain will look a little different. Sometimes the clouds will look a little different. In fact, Kenzie can remember her first sunset here. We had like 13 people that night. And I did, I had, I was still new. I was still in training. So I was just learning the trail. I had no idea where we were going. And we started getting up higher and higher. And I was like, okay, this is new. And as like, we came right over one of the hills. And I remember you see just the whole valley and like, it would look like a rainbow from like, it went from like yellow to pink to orange to red, to like dark. It was just so beautiful. I was like, wow, this, I'm definitely not in Washington anymore. <laughs> and I started being so beautiful. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm staying here. I'm st- and I've actually like painted some of the photos. I've sent them back to Washington, but it's just been like ever since then, I was like, all right, I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. After talking with Kenzie, I set off on the trail with her and Jenny, another wrangler from Ponderosa Stables. I rode a beautiful chestnut draft horse named Lily, 
Lily was very fond of pulling over and munching on desert plants, and let's just say her tendency to snack was something I could appreciate. Yeah, Lily. Oh, girl. We meandered through South Mountain. It felt like a quintessential Southwestern moment. The scent of the creosote bush hung in the cool February air. Saguaros rose alongside the dusty trails. We stopped to take a few photos and noticed two coyotes walking alongside us. Yeah, that's what I'm like. On top of a horse trying to get a video of a coyote. Sorry. It's crazy how you can barely see them just because they blend in so well. Horseback riders have the right of way on the mountain. But with only three riders in our group, drivers weren't kept waiting long. After a gradual ascent up the mountain, we reached our intended lookout point. We could hear a soft pop, pop, pop from guns from the nearby police training academy. The remaining sunlight illuminated the city streets and mountain peaks for miles. To the left, we're actually going to like Levine, Glendale, Goodyear, Buckeye. Um, now those mountains, way, way, way back down the far end, you guys can barely see, that's actually Mount Ord. That's almost about 100 miles out. Even on an overcast day, the colors were brilliant. Bright blues mixed with oranges. It was the kind of palette you'd get if different flavors of sherbet melted together. But what makes it so beautiful? I went to the National Weather Service office near the Phoenix Zoo to find out. All right, so uh, here, obviously, the middle section of cubicles where sometimes we like to hide and do research or other types of activities, but the main heart of the office is the operations floor. And this is right here is where all the magic happens. Andrew Deemer is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Phoenix. And how long have you been a meteorologist here? Yeah, only three, almost four years. Andrew said that yes, there's a brown layer of particles that hangs in the Phoenix sky. It's because of a weather phenomenon called inversion. So we, we live in a valley, and the phenomenon that you get a lot of times in valleys is you get inversion. Uh, even get in the summertime, but it's much more prominent in the wintertime. So basically what happens is you have the cold air that sinks towards the bottom of the valley because cold air is more dense than the warm air. So given that the, the air is colder, you know, as we you know, have factories, we drive cars, you know, even um, construction sites, you know, emit dust and pollution, all that gets kicked up in the air, but it's in that colder, dense air, and it can't lift above that warm layer. So it basically gets trapped, almost like putting a, a lid on a boiling pot. But here's the catch. That layer of particles trapped by inversion has nothing to do with the beauty of Arizona sunsets. That's just an urban legend. In fact, areas with increased pollution can have dull sunsets. You think about Beijing. Beijing's not known for pretty sunsets. A, there's more moisture, and B, there's too much smog to even see through it. So, you know, in that case, you're not going to be able to see those reds or those orange, orange hues come through. So the pollution is ruled out. It does not influence our sunsets here. Instead, the credit for our sunsets belongs to the perfect confluence of environmental factors. There are three main environmental factors that create the sunsets in Arizona. The first one is the most complicated to explain, but it's also the most important. Picture the rays of light extending from the sun all the way to the earth. Those rays are made up of a spectrum of colors, 
blue, red, orange, green. But each color has a different wavelength. This means each color travels through the atmosphere in a different way. You know, when the sun's overhead, the sky is blue. That's because the uh, molecules in the air, uh, mostly nitrogen, nitrogen and oxygen, will scatter that blue light so we get to see it. During a sunset, the nitrogen and oxygen in the atmosphere scatter red light. But why? That's because of the angle of the sun as it sets. As the sun reaches the horizon, its rays have to travel a longer distance through a thicker layer of atmosphere just to reach you. Well, those molecules do such a great job of scattering all that blue light, it almost scatters too much, so those reds and orange hues are, uh, are actually what, what we start to see. In case that explanation was a bit hard to imagine, here's the version you can tell your friends at a bar. Fact A. The sun is closer during the day and farther away during a sunset. That's why it's warmer during the day, but cooler at night. Fact B. During the day, when the sun is close, the sun's rays travel a shorter distance. The nitrogen and oxygen in the atmosphere scatter those short-traveling rays in a way that makes the sky look blue. Fact C. At night, when the sun moves farther away, its rays are traveling a longer distance. The sun's rays are now traveling through a thicker layer of atmosphere. The nitrogen and oxygen in that thicker atmosphere causes the rays to scatter in a way that makes the sky look red and orange. Complicated reason out of the way, there are two other things that set the sunsets in the desert apart. Step number two in creating the perfect sunset, dryness. And what's unique about living in a desert, especially here, is that most times that lower layer, layer of the atmosphere is really dry. So there's even less, you know, gunk, there's less moisture, less other things to, to get in the way of us seeing that. So as long as you have, um, you know, the sun at the right angle and you have that, that dry air, we really get to see those sunsets. And the final factor in our sunsets? And, you know, similarly, you know, the, the key for that perfect picture sunset is also have those high level clouds. And we do get those a lot here, so we can actually see those you know, reds and oranges just dance off the sky. It's absolutely amazing. Yes, that's right. We've got the good kind of clouds, cirrus clouds. You've seen them before. They look like cotton candy gently floating ahead. They help create the glowing red sky that we all want to Instagram. Coming from the Midwest, I was used to the seasons playing a role in our sunsets. Turns out that's not much of a factor here. Think of the difference between Alaska, where you won't see the sun for 20 or 30 days during the winter, compared to Arizona's winter. If you're closer to the equator, you still have the low-angled sun in the winter to create a sunset. Even our busiest weather season doesn't change things much. Do the monsoons matter at all? Yeah, yeah, they can. So. You know, you think about a storm system that comes through, you have all that moisture that's building up in the atmosphere and, and it might make that sunset less than pretty. But after you get those rains, you get that dry air moving in behind, it can enhance those sunsets at night. So basically any any day we're gonna have a beautiful sunset uh, here. I, I haven't seen a season where we don't get beautiful sunsets. Hey, it's Kayla again. I've lived in Phoenix for 27 years and I've never known the science behind our sunsets. So I hope you all found this as informative as I did. 
Katie, I know Phoenix is still a little new for you. Do you remember the first really stunning sunset you saw here? Coincidentally, my first memory of an Arizona sunset also happened on South Mountain. I was a really big hiker, biker, camper when I was in Wisconsin, so it didn't take me terribly long to get out on the mountains here. And that first hike on South Mountain on the Mormon Loop Trail, that sunset was gorgeous. In a way, it made the transition to moving to Phoenix easier. It made me feel connected to home, just with that connection to nature. Now, your memories of Arizona sunsets go back a little bit further than mine. You're probably used to them. When you were a kid, did you just think that this glowing sky was normal? Yeah, I guess I did. I mean, when I think of the most beautiful sunsets, I always think of summer. And I think part of that is probably because my birthday's in August. And so I think of the monsoon season and these crazy storms. And they always dissipate to reveal the most beautiful glowing sunset. I think the first time I really missed it and noticed it was when I went to Wisconsin, not far from where you're from, and I was 13. And I thought, I can't believe everything is so green and blue. I actually missed the brown. That is just crazy to me, having had the exact opposite experience where I missed the blue and green. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. What questions about Metro Phoenix do you think we should investigate? Let us know at valley101podcast.azcentral.com. You can also tweet or DM us on Twitter at valley101pod. You drive our show, and we need your questions and support to make it happen. Please subscribe and rate Valley 101 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on Mondays. See you next week.